0: Theodoric the Third.
1: Bonjour and bienvenue to Battle Royale, where we will be passing judgment. On all the kings and emperors of France, from Clovis to Napoleon III.
0: Who will be selected as the creme de la creme? And who will be sent to the guillotine?
1: Jean m'appelle Ben Clark.
0: And I'm Eliza Summers.
1: And Eliza is wearing some beautiful guillotine earrings today. Yep.
0: Getting in the mood. That. Yeah. No.
1: Apparently guillotine earrings were like a fashion in like the early 1800s.
0: Love. Yeah.
1: Like people were like... <laughs> being like remember when we were being guillotined because <laughs> that had only just happened i suppose
0: True.
1: this week if our recording nightmare does not continue mm-hmm. because we've had to re-record several episodes several times this week
0: yeah just technology hates us you know
1: yeah so- i'm sure
0: everyone's experienced that
1: so this week we we are talking about Theodoric the Third, whom we
0: have not recorded before. About we have not recorded Who? before.
1: And um, again, as I may have said in the Childeric ep- the Children Second episode, um, you might be looking at your podcast feed going like, "Where's Theodoric the First and Theodoric the Second?" I don't see it. It's because they don't exist, or at least they don't exist
0: in terms of ruling all the Franks.
1: In terms of ruling all the Franks, yes. So Theodoric I, yeah. if you'll remember, was the eldest son of Clovis. Oh,
0: okay. Oh, who yeah.
1: was kind of the founder of Austrasia. Yeah. The Eastern Frankish Kingdom. Then Theodoric II was, you remember the two Theos?
0: Yes, He yes, was one of the
1: two Theos. He was uh Brunhilda's grandson. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. And he was it's the one.
0: Converted.
1: Um he was the one. Which one was he? He was either the one. I can't remember off the top of my head. But he was either the one that was nice and she liked, or he was the one that got put in a monastery and uh, discreetly killed.
0: Oh, uh, well, one of them.
1: Anyway, neither of these Theodorics were king of all the Franks, hence, no episode for them. Yeah. So the name Theodoric, or Theuderic, as it is more commonly rendered, I think, but I thought Theodoric is easier to say yeah. a little bit. Um, so it comes from the Germanic elements. Theod meaning people mm-hmm. and Rick meaning ruler. So ruler of the people. So yeah, ruler of the people. And in modern French, it is rendered as Thierry <laughs> or Terry, I suppose.
0: I so prefer Theodoric.
1: Yeah. And it's also related to names like Dietrich, Diederik, Dirk, and Derek. Huh. Yeah. So we could call him Derek if we wanted to, <laughs> but no. We're no, get, stick his with original
0: name's great.
1: Theodoric sounds more epic, I suppose.
0: Yeah. More kingly.
1: Yeah. So, he is the youngest and last surviving son of Clovis II, the king of Neustria, and his wife, Saint Balthild. Yeah. And we know nothing of his early life, (laughs) obviously. Roughly
0: when he was born, though.
1: Yeah. Um, so in 672, his eldest brother, Clothar III of Neustria, died young. Yeah. And Theodoric was about to be set up as a puppet king in Neustria under the conniving mayor of the palace, Ebruin. But just as his butt was about to touch that throne, Childeric Mm -hmm. II, his other brother, burst in. And
0: objected. Yeah,
1: with the bishop Leodigar and the mayor of the palace of Austrasia, Wulfold. And they exiled Ebruin. And uh, Theodoric also got exiled.
0: But they didn't (laughs) kill him.
1: Yeah, and we don't know if he got his hair cut, which is when someone gets disowned that you have their hair cut. We don't really know if that happens because spoiler alert, he ends up coming back. <laughs> um, Maybe
0: his hair just grew really fast.
1: Yeah. So yeah, this happened because Eberin had slightly weak support um, among the nobility. Um, he hadn't properly gotten their consent to put mm. Theodoric on, the- on the throne, and uh, like we saw with Grimold a couple episodes ago, he'd overstepped his mm. boundaries. So Burgundy turned against him, sided with um, Austrasia and invaded his, um, in- in- invaded Neustria. So Eberon, fun fact, was sent to the Abbey of Luxor, uh in Burgundy, hmm. which was founded by the Irish monk St. Columbanus, oh. who we talked about a few episodes ago. And meanwhile, Theodoric was sent to Saint-Denis. So he's near, pa- near Paris. Oh. Keep an eye on him. Um, but in any case, within about two years of rule, Childeric II got himself assassinated. Mm. So Theodoric III was elected king of Neustria by the same nobles who had deposed him before. But meanwhile, Ebruin, who escaped from his monastery, um, started stirring up trouble in Austrasia and Burgundy. Uh. The nobles of Austrasia were continuing their habit of going against whoever the Neustrians wanted. <laughs> So everyone comes in and he puts forward a boy called Clovis the third. What? As a claimant. Who's he? Exactly. <laughs> we don't know. What,
0: it's like a princess of the tower situation? I don't
1: know, but- there's like
0: fake ones?
1: It's highly debated whose child Clovis the third is.
0: Yeah, is so he just popped out of nowhere like mushrooms.
1: Yeah, he could have been like maybe a fourth brother that we just didn't know about, or he could have been a cousin-
0: um, well, bloody random off the street
1: ra- yeah exactly we just don't know this is a period where the Merovingian family tree is slightly murky mm. and we have to work off assumptions and guesses so we really don't know it could have just been it's a merchant yeah pulled off the street dressed up in royal clothes and was like here's, here's uh, Clovis the <laughs> third uh, whatever the case Ebrin only needed the child to get a king's signature in order to raise an army and go to Neustria Mm. Where he unseated Wolfold. Uh. However, Eberon did not depose Theodoric the Third. Oh. Theodoric the Third was like, Oh, it's Eberon, it's that guy who supported me originally. Hey! He made Eberon his new mayor of the palace, oh. uh, which is what he'd wanted, so he dropped Clovis the Third, who immediately disappears from the historical uh. record as soon as he appeared. Uh. So hot I hot think. Cake. Yeah, that that adds to the idea that he was just a random yeah. off the street. Around this time, Ebruin also executes St. Leodegar, which we uh, talked about yeah, last yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. However, things were not settled in Austrasia. After Ebruin left and Clovis III was dropped, <laughs> Theodoric III's for real cousin, <laughs> uh, Dagobert II. Oh,
0: who's an island?
1: He's an island. Well, he's not an island anymore.
0: Yeah.
1: He pops up in Austrasia again. Um uh, he's back uh, with a vengeance. But Dagobert doesn't live very long.
0: Oh unfortunately. Disease or murdered?
1: Well we're not sure. Oh. We we know that Theodoric Third's side wins at the Battle of Lucafow.
0: Ooh battle.
1: And Dagobert the Third disappears shortly after that. Oh. So maybe probably he was killed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, in 679, after four years of civil war, Theodoric III is king of all the Franks. Yay! Uh, What does he do with this newfound power? Not Mm. much. Uh,
0: (laughs) Does he make it worse?
1: Well, he does not much for a while. He lasts about 11 years. Okay. So, that's. Pretty
0: good compared to his brothers. Yeah, much
1: more than either of his brothers. Um, But we don't know much about this 11 years. Um, at this time, his mother, Saint Beltilde, dies in her monastery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, she's been hanging around for a while, just watching the chaos. Just, just... <laughs>
0: Eating popcorn.
1: Oh, I'd have thought she was face palming. Oh. She's watching her sons die and it's stuff. Very... It's not good. Also, this time, we see, oh, we see the rise of a new leader, Pep in the Middle. Oh, Who is the, uh... Grandson?
0: grandson?
1: Yeah, he's the... Grandson, I think, of um, Pepin the Elder, yeah, who was the first Great Mayor of the Palace, yeah, um, and he's like the nephew of Grimald.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Um, so he is often also known as Pepin the Second or um, Pepin of Herstal, and he reassumes his ancestral title as Mayor of the Palace in Austrasia. Mm. Um, also. He assumes more power when Theodoric III marries Pepin's sister, oh. Clotilda.
0: Another so one. So, we've
1: got another Clotilda. We're going to call her Clotilda of her style.
0: Okay.
1: Pepin is Pepin of her style. Um, I've also seen her name spelt weird ways, like cloth yes. and stuff like that. Yeah. But we're going to call her Clotilda. And uh, she becomes the mother of his heirs. <laughs> so, now Pepin is not only... Mayor of the palace he is also the uncle of the future heirs uh,
0: yeah. and brother-in-law to the king.
1: Yeah. So in six eighty-seven, Pepin saw an opportunity to gain power over not only Austrasia but also Neustria. Ooh. So Eberin dies, um, and there is yeah. su- there is a succession of incompetent mayors of the palace, <laughs> culminating in a guy called Berchar who the Liber Historiae Francorum hates. <laughs> apparently he's short, stupid, and doesn't listen to the Council of Nobles. So if
0: you're short, that's really bad then.
1: Yeah, apparently short is one of the worst things you can call a person <laughs> in this period. Um, makes sense, because they're all meant to be warriors, Yeah, true.
0: Sure. Imagine a short little warrior. <laughs>
1: yeah. So Pepin comes in and defeats Birchar and Theodoric. so they're together, I suppose, oh. at the Battle of Tertzri.
0: So the king loses.
1: King loses. But Theodoric concedes to Pepin and allows him to become mayor of the palace for the entire Frankish kingdom. Yeah.
0: Wow. He did something that is like father, like grandfather.
1: And of course he (laughs) marries his his sister. Yeah. But um, from this point on, there will be, uh, at least for most of the period, there will be one central mayor of the palace from Pepin's line. Yeah. So they're going to stay. And also from this point on, we won't have a major split with different kings.
0: Oh, yay! Yeah.
1: So there will be some claimants that come up, but they won't last very long. Okay. So from Theodoric the Third, the Frankish kingdom is pretty much united. Mm, yeah. yeah, and it's thanks to Pepin, really. <laughs> it's not really thanks to Theodoric. So well, Theodoric he
0: let he conceded.
1: Yeah. So Theodoric the Third died in six ninety one in his late thirties.
0: Did he have kids?
1: He did have kids. Good, And because his sons are minors and Ebruin and the other powerful mares are dead by this time, Pepin has like, a uh-huh. clear, yeah, he has a clear path to power. Um, So from this point on, the Austracian mares of the palace are the dominant Frankish rulers mm. and are, of course, as we know, the ancestors of the Carolingians. Yep. Yeah. So let's get into ratings hmm We've got the Enchante round.
0: Enchante.
1: So, here is a picture of Theodoric III.
0: Okay. He looks really downcast. Like, he's just like, oh.
1: He's like praying.
0: Yeah. But he looks all sad. He looks sad. He's got the traditional crown. He's got the locks, the clean face.
1: Yeah. He's got dark hair again.
0: Yep. He's Back to dark He's got hair. the traditional, like, red robe, cloak, whatever you want to call it. hmm yeah, and he is praying. There's a little pillow underneath his hands.
1: Yeah. He's wearing the same crown as his brother. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the, the same artist.
0: It's pretty unimpressive, though.
1: Yeah. Um, it's a bit different,
0: him praying.
1: Yeah, he's compared praying. To the others, so far. Yeah. So, you know, he's maybe a bit pious, but yeah. um, apart from that- Any other things? I've got nothing, uh. apart from that. Not really anything. Some <laughs> other illustrations of him um, from later periods, but- um, No. Yeah sources
0: yeah i can't give him much nah (laughs) at least
1: i feel like the picture is accurate to how he might have looked
0: um
1: which is more than we can say for some rules (laughs) so i don't think he should get zero
0: i was thinking 0.5 yeah because
1: it's not impressive but it's not uh atrociously inaccurate
0: yeah at least he's doing something different of praying
1: yeah so, I guess that is a 1 for Enchante.
0: Okay. On en God.
1: Okay, so we've got a few things. Good. Um not necessarily good. Um we we definitely know that Theodoric lost the Battle of Tertiary and had to surrender to Pepin. Yeah. Um but that this was mainly due to Birchar, the the incompetent mayor yeah. of the palace. Theodoric's actual role, role in the battle is unclear. Uh, he might not have re- really even, even been in involved. Yeah.
0: Might not been there
1: and also an important thing for on guard at this point from this point on, we don't have the split successions,
0: yeah, that is nice,
1: even though Theodoric the Third has two sons, the centralization of power around Pep in the middle mean means uh only one of them is chosen to succeed. Mm, that's good, and the other is kept as a spare, so a we're spare? we're getting a sort of primogeniture situation, yeah. Uh, much earlier than we would assume that would happen. So that's good. Yeah, that's good. Um, it's good for at least the central power of the king, but is the king really doing anything? Is he
0: really in power? That's the
1: thing, yeah. Even though the Franks will be united under one uh, king for for the rest of the Merovingian period, yeah. it's only a facade. Yeah. Sure. Didn't he
0: win a battle, though, in the Civil War?
1: Um. He... Ooh, well, it was more the mayor's winning. Oh, for him, so but
0: he well. let it happen.
1: Yeah, well, there, yeah, there was the one where Dagobert the second came back. Yeah, that one, and he won the battle. But uh, Theodoric the third was still a child at that point. Oh, there's no indication that he had anything to oh, do with okay. that. And um, yeah, so it's a bit murk. and there are still going to be some territorial divisions. Uh, with the mayors of the palace, the nobles, and the bishops, they're yeah. not going to get along all the time. But at least we have this one central authority yeah. that we can call sort France. of sort of con- constitutional monarch yeah. almost. So there's a sense that Theodoric is trying his best, though mm. he's trying to reestablish the authority that Jagobert the first had, yeah, his his grandfather. But ultimately, I think he doesn't live long enough to see it through, yeah. And his son is a minor, so we're having a repeat of the situation.
0: I suppose it's not his
1: fault, though, that he died. Yeah, so all the power really just falls into Pepin's hands. Yeah. Which is not good for Anguarde. Yeah. Maybe good for Bulevu, because he's doing good things. Yeah. But the-
0: Selfish wins.
1: The Merovingian dynasty still has this aura of respect. Yeah. Mainly because of the achievements of the forefathers. Yeah. Um, and no one's gonna like chuck out the king and put their own son as king, Yet. like we saw with Children of the Adopted. Yeah, but it's not good. Yeah, it's um their their actual practical power is withering away. Yeah, so I don't think it's great.
0: I kind of want to give them the point though,
1: just for the centralizing.
0: Yeah, like you know, he can like I know, like it's bad that he conceded and said, it's is good because he could have been killed.
1: But is that what we care about in Guard, Whether they no. survive?
0: <sighs> okay, I'm gonna give him zero point five. Gonna be nice.
1: Yeah. Cause I think it's slightly better than Clothar the Third, who got a zero. Yeah. But it's maybe slightly worse than children the Second who seized the throne by force and was yeah. really swift and decisive with that. True. Sure. So that's a one for On Guard.
0: Let's see if he looks better if the next round.
1: Yeah. He didn't piss off his nobles until they killed him. We'll be right back after this. The commander said, "Don't worry, I don't have the authority to kill you today." Which was positive for that day anyway. In 1993, Chris Moon was captured by the Khmer Rouge while clearing landmines in Cambodia. With survival probability low, Chris was brought in front of the boss. He was just given a local nickname, Mr. Clever. Hi, I'm Steve Windus, host of the Batting the Breeze podcast. I'd love you to check out how Chris survived, along with some other great human stories at battingthebreeze.com. Hopefully see you there.
0: Who? won? They.
1: Remember oh, right. uh, Ch- Childeric II pissed Sorry. off his nobles when yeah, they yeah. killed him? The
0: way you said it made it sound that he did get killed, and I was like.
1: No, no, no. He died peacefully. Yeah. yeah. And die peacefully, stable succession.
0: That's good point. Th-
1: those are really the only two points I have <laughs> in that's his weird. favour. Um,
0: there was civil war, though.
1: There's some good Billy stuff thanks to Pepin, but we'll. That's we'll Pepin. Sort of, that's Pepin. We'll sort of talk about. We'll talk more and more about Pepin as the episode's gone. We'll start getting a clearer picture of him. I'm not going to give an episode, a bonus episode to him. Um, but we're going to see him doing more and more good stuff throughout the reigns. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that translates to points for the king.
0: Yeah. I'm going to give him a point mm-hmm. for the stable, more like succession. Yeah, I think it's and- really- And because, like, he conceded, like, he could have, like, created more of a civil war type thing. Yeah, there's some
1: selfless wins He
0: did concede to that.
1: You know what? I want
0: to give him, like, 1.5.
1: I'm thinking, like, a 2, actually.
0: I'm going to go with 1.5. I think
1: it's two really good things.
0: Yeah. Okay, you've convinced me I should go with 2 instead.
1: Okay. Uh, You sure? Okay, so that's a four. For Volevu.
0: Better than his brothers. Better
1: than his brothers. Um, yeah, his score is definitely already looking much better than his brothers. <laughs> so let's move on to Oulala.
0: Oulala.
1: <sighs> so we have the execution of Saint Leodegar yep. happening in his reign, which is ordered by Ebruin. And Theodoric is tricked by Ebruin into thinking Leodegar was behind um,
0: his in brother's the- murder.
1: Right. Yeah. So.
0: Point for being tricked.
1: <laughs> yeah. And this is a brutal execution yeah. of a very powerful bishop True. who becomes a saint. And a martyr. Yeah, it's it's like executing the Archbishop of Canterbury. Yeah. It's like really bad. Other things, uh, he maybe had two wives at once.
0: Ooh.
1: Um, Clotilda and Amalburga. But the marriage and death dates aren't recorded, so we're um. really not sure. Um... Yeah, I was really excited to start doing the do-nothing kings because I thought they would be train wrecks and get a lot of ooh-la-la points.
0: But they're really actually just do-nothing.
1: It's just a bit empty, yeah. Um. Okay. I, th- I think maybe one point for Leodigar.
0: Yeah, I was thinking one point for Leodigar and a half a point for potentially having two eyes at once. Yeah. So I'm going to go for
1: 1.5. Yeah, you've convinced me. Let's go 1.5 each. So that is a three for ooh-la-la. Mm. Again, slightly better than his brothers.
0: Yep.
1: Okay, so now we move on to... The v on Throne. The on Throne. How long did he reign? And how many children did he have? Combining that into a score. Doing a lot of maths. <laughs> okay, so his length of reign was from the 23rd of December, 679, to the 12th of April, 691. That's the score as uh, king of all the Franks. Okay. Uh, um, There was an additional four years, 11 months, and 22 days as just king of Neustria.
0: Yeah, which got halved.
1: Yeah, which got halved. So, that totals up to um, 2.58 points.
0: Better than his brothers.
1: Better than his brothers. Um,
0: And children? And he has
1: two surviving sons. Oh, that's good. Don't know if they had any daughters or anything. Again, it's really murky, this family tree. It's getting really murky. And so the two two children uh, go to 3.38 points.
0: What were the kids' names?
1: Um, The kids are... um, Clovis and Childebert. Oh. Still not getting original, names. Yeah. So... That tallies up to a score of six. A the Throne score of six, mm. which is the best we've had really since Clothar II. Yeah, yeah. So he did even better than Dagobert.
0: Hmm. Wow. Yeah,
1: in that, but it's still not. It's still not amazing. Yeah. You know. Um. So, do you want to know what the total score is? <laughs>
0: yeah. What is it?
1: So the total score for Theodoric the Third is fifteen.
0: Oh, yeah. nice even number.
1: He got kind of double children's second score and three times <laughs> the third score.
0: Yeah.
1: So it's not bad. Mm. Looks like things are maybe you know getting he's a bit
0: less useless. Than getting, his getting a little bit
1: better. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think he's going to make it through the next bit. Yeah. Is he fascinating enough? Entertaining enough? Majestic, fabulous, and irresistible enough?
0: Mm-mm, is, no. he a,
1: is he a good enough king or a badass enough king? Mm,
0: no. If you if we were saying who was a great, like, right hand man, Pippin, yeah. Yeah. Pippin. Yeah. But no, we're not doing him.
1: Uh, we're not doing him. So, no. So, no. To so,
0: he dies in my books.
1: Yeah, he's not going to go through to the Battle Royale tournament. He gets guillotine. He's going to get guillotine. So. That's about it for this little episode. Yeah. Um,
0: Let us know what you think of him.
1: Let us know what you think of him.
0: Check us out on all our social medias. Check us out
1: on all our social medias. And, yeah. Yeah. A little bit sad.
0: (laughs) Three in a row. Uh,
1: Yeah, a lot of bodies
0: strewn about
1: after the guillotine. A lot of heads. Madame Two Swords is having a field day.
0: Yeah.
1: Sculpting all these heads. Um, so yeah, the, the thanks to everyone for supporting us on social media and or whatnot and getting engaged. Yeah. Um, you guys will know where to find us, I'm sure. Bye now. Yeah, we'll have links everywhere. But the most important thing is to go to our WordPress site, battlegroundpodcast.wordpress.com, where we'll have a blog for each episode and we'll update like the family tree and the map. Um, so you guys know where everything is and who everyone is. And
0: the regions and and everything. And if they're changing
1: or whatnot during this period. And I've made it hopefully as simple and easy to follow as possible on there. And, um, we also will probably put up some like polls and stuff to be like, yeah, did you think this King was,
0: which useless one was the best? Which useless one (laughs) was the best.
1: That would be a good poll idea actually. Yeah. Um, so no matter what platform you prefer, uh, let us know. What you thought of theodoric the third and um whether we should be pronouncing his name Theodoric the third which is what he is on wikipedia um but i like theodoric the third it's
0: just easier to say
1: yeah i mean the first theodoric was named after theodoric the great he mm. was the ostrogoth king or at least i think he was so i feel like we should honor that yeah <laughs> i don't know but um let us know let us know so that's gonna be au revoir
0: from me and goodbye from me